Hi everyone and welcome to the Knitters International YouTube channel and we want to say welcome to all of you who also may be joining us on a video podcast through Spotify. Today we are going to be teaching you the beginning stages of learning how to knit. Okay, so we are going to teach you all to knit. We are continental Norwegian knitters. Yes. Yes. Although I'm not Norwegian, I'm Swedish. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No. Uh, but that is um, how I learned and how I taught uh, our daughters. Mm -hmm. So what we what you are going to need is some cotton yarn in a worsted type weight. Uh, this might be. Um, I generally think that this is worsted. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Okay, and so this is colorful so that it could really um, stand out and you can see the stitches. And then you're also going to need a pair of size 7 knitting needles. And I like to use uh, really lightweight needles. You can now get hollow metal needles, and uh, but I prefer the wood. And they, it just is so much easier after all these years of knitting on my hands. <laughs> And for so, sure. yes, so you're going to have to forgive us today for our nails are not done. I still have a rash from the alpaca allergy <laughs> on my oh. arm, but we wanted to do this for a dear friend. Rebecca, this is for you and for all of you who would like to learn to knit and see how simple, simple, simple this really is. Okay, and you also need a small pair of scissors, and I like this especially for beginners you are going to need, uh, some people call these needle protectors, I call them stitch protectors because once your stitches are on, they can't fall off. And that can be really, really frustrating to anyone, especially a beginner. If you've worked so hard to get those stitches on the needle, you get a phone call or you have a child or a baby who needs something or a husband <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, something uh, takes your attention away from your knitting. You might have all seen that um, funny post on Instagram where um, the husband comes by to move the yarn and <laughs> yanks her needles <laughs> right out of the right out um, of her work. And uh, so anyway, we laugh about that. That hasn't happened to us, but I have <laughs> lost whole, you know, needles just have fallen out. Uh, uh, yeah, so, so have I. If you can uh, find these locally, um, that's really great. If not, they can be purchased online and they will keep your stitches safe while you're not looking. Um, and then that's about it to get started. Just, this is from a cone I have knit over the years, zillions of uh, dishcloths, as many of you knitters out there have. And we always say we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. So this is just a special, special bonus podcast for a friend. Rebecca, you are so sweet. <laughs> We'd really like you to know how to knit and you'll be making your own socks in no time. Absolutely. Right. So um, to get started, this is really all you need. You need... Um, some just one of the uh, little cakes I guess it would be called or a skein of cotton yarn at your local yarn store or mm -hmm. your local craft store or you can get acrylic and um, I like to start people out on wool but um, just as I have an alpaca allergy 
um, really unfortunately, because I love knitting with alpaca. Oh, it's wonderful. And this last time it was a pretty severe um, allergy. So I'd love to start people out on beautiful wool and get them uh, all enamored with the feel of that. But you have to figure out whether or not um, you're allergic or whether or not you can handle the feel of it. I would definitely go into your local yarn store before you start out with wool and uh, pick up the skeins, fill them, and uh, if you're sneezing, you're most likely allergic. I remember when we <laughs> yeah. went to the fair that yeah. one year and walked past the alpacas, and I instantly just had an, a massive sneezing fit, and we didn't uh, know at that moment, and we were actually looking at getting alpacas, and uh, we ended up getting goats instead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and milk goats at that. But, um, and I, I'm not allergic to goats, and I don't think I'm allergic to... Uh, sheep. Sheep. Or, well, no, I'm not allergic to sheep's wool. It just seems to be the alpaca. Mm -hmm. So when you're first beginning to knit, go to your local yarn store and try out all the fibers you can get your hands on. And make sure, uh, even visit farms where they produce those animals and that fiber, and make sure that you're knitting with something that uh, you can handle, especially if it's going to be on your skin or if you have an allergy, you definitely don't want to bring it into your home. Um, I do it anyway because <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep my hands off of it. But um, recommended is cotton to start. The other reason to start with cotton is it's very, very forgiving while you're learning to work on your tension and your gauge. And so if you're a little off on a dishcloth, you really aren't going to care because cotton will, um, I don't know the proper word, but I like to say that it seizes yes. like a frosting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you get it all wet, the fibers, um, and you're going to wash a dish or something, or you're just going to get it um, in hot water and then wipe off a counter, they are the best dishcloths in the world. They are the most absorbent. Absolutely. And, yeah, and um, we make all of our own dishcloths. Mm -hmm. um, but what I was going to say about that is the fibers are so forgiving that once you have washed them, thrown them in the wash, and dried them, it looks like they're all shrunk up and then... You don't notice if someone's gauge is not perfect. Correct. So it allows you to really practice. Practicing on cotton is the perfect way to do this. Your stitches don't have to be perfect. You're not going to be upset if you have a mistake because, after all, it is just a dishcloth. Mm -hmm. And then um, once you get it out of the dryer and it looks shrunk to half its size, you put it back in the water and it expands again. So this is why I really recommend that you get cotton. And they've got some, so many lovely choices. Yes, they um, do. Wild colors, yeah. <laughs> subdued colors, whatever you like. And so the reason this is, um, this is one of your favorites is? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um, blue and green and... Um... This is a major Seahawk <laughs> fan right yes. here. So, okay. So that's why I always buy these colors because, you know... This is another really great tip, moms. A great way to get your kids to enjoy chores is to 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, no, that's really real. I remember growing up and um, always having a really fun, brightly colored dishcloth to use. And, right. you know, it made it made it really special that you made that for me. And we did yes. our chores with with those dishcloths. You know, that was really the idea. I saw that it could be um, a sad, boring and really annoying thing to have to do. Or we could all get in there together and enjoy um, I allowed you girls to choose colors that you loved. Yes. And then it was something um, that brightened your day if you had to do some work in the kitchen. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It was really fun for us. It was. And so the other thing is I don't recommend these for towels. I know that some people might enjoy that, but when they are dry, they are not absorbent. Mm, and you're yeah. just going to kind of, you know... Uh, it just won't dry your hands. You still will go away feeling damp. Right. They are absorbent when they're wet. So um, that's just a couple of tips there about the cotton. So get whatever you like. If you want to try a scarf instead of a dishcloth, or if you want to try a cotton scarf, mm-hmm. um, really it doesn't matter. Get what you like. The technique is going to be the same. It's just that this cotton right here is going to be the most forgiving thing you can start with. Absolutely. Right. So... Okay, let's find the end and get started. I I hid that well. And it's not coming <laughs> apart. What did I do? All right, let's find that end. Here it is. Great. Okay, so you don't want to have a big mess. I'm going to roll this back up because today I'm serious. I set my... <laughs> I set that sweater down. You did. For one second, and I came back to a wad of knots. <laughs> and it happens often, and I don't even know how. When I set it down, it was beautifully perfect. It had a mind of its own today. Yeah, it did. So anyway, okay, let's take these off. And um, especially if you're going to get into more complicated things with um, double-pointed needles later on down the road, you are going to want to invest in all these little tips all the little things, they actually do matter. So the first thing I'm gonna do, now that we found the end, you know what, that was probably a good thing that that happened because you're going to have to find the end in the middle of a skein. Absolutely. And that's not always pleasant. So there, that was pretty easy. So what I'm gonna do, I'm already doing it, um, just out of habit, I'm gonna take and put the uh, yarn over my forefinger and my thumb and then um, I believe this is called but don't quote me because I never knew what this was and I don't even care right when but you, when you learned, teach yeah. somebody you need to know what it's called <laughs> we believe this is called the long tail cast on for me it's just a cast on and it always has been for 41 years so I don't know any different um, there are a ton of other cast ons now that you can do and I, I do know about them but I think that's the actual name. And the reason why I wanted to tell you that is because I want you not to only watch us. I want you to um, look at a lot of YouTube tutorials and find out what works for you with people that you love to listen to. But this is what we're gonna do. Um, okay, so put it over, take your yarn, and you put it over your forefinger and your thumb and cross it over. And then you take and it doesn't matter, I'm going to show you how much this doesn't matter. This is attached to the to the ball or the skein. And so you're just going to pull this up like this. Can I hope that's really viewable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and you're just gonna do this little slip knot. And it does not matter if you do that with the side that is the end or if you do that with the side that's attached. It really will not matter. You just need this uh, slip knot, I guess is what that's called too. Yes. <laughs> I just is. do it. Okay, so you put your needle in there and pull it down, but not so tight that it won't move. You don't want it too loose or too tight. But the reason you don't want it like, we don't want to do this because, um, and have it tied up against the needle, because what you're going to need to do when you start knitting, and you're going to have to forgive my fumbles a little bit here because my thumb is still, still healing. My right thumb, I have a sprain, so I'm going to go slow. That's really difficult to get up in there if you haven't, if you have it too tight and you've got about 20 to 220, you're yeah, not going to want to struggle and pull the yarn apart every single time you try to get started uh, with, well, it's um, so uh, tightly uh, clamped down on the needle. So I'm just going to pull that out. Super, super simple. Okay, I think that what I did this time was attached to here. So here's how much it doesn't matter. I'm going to pull this side up through mm -hmm. again, just like that. Yep. And that is um, all you do, and then you tighten it up. Absolutely. So I'm going to do it one more time. It does not matter which side you pull up through. The, the, you just want it over your forefinger and your thumb. Cross it over. I'm going to pull this one up this time cross one over the top of the other. The bottom one is the one that you pull up through the middle. Nice. Okay, so if there are any questions on that, feel free to direct message us. We will answer them. Absolutely. Okay, so one thing that is easier for me um, and one thing I taught my girls is keep this piece of yarn here. This is a little long for a dishcloth, but I'm just going to leave it like that. Um, you want to make sure this piece is facing you. So um, the reason for that is you're going to now cast on um, the, the dishcloth that we do, you just cast on one. So I'm going right. to show you how to cast on quite a, a, a few. You will need this longer if you're going to cast on, um, I mean, this won't even cast on 20. This will probably cast on maybe 10. Maybe 10, yeah. So you're going to need this piece to be really long if you've got a lot of stitches. And so I'm just going to show you how to do the cast on with a few, and then I'll make it longer and do, you know, maybe 20. Um, but what I was going to say is, if you don't have this out in front of you when you start knitting, it's really easy to start knitting with this and you run out of yarn like in two seconds. <laughs> and so you always want to be knitting with what's back here on the ball or the skein. Mm -hmm. So I'll show you that in a minute, but it's just easier. So again, you're going to put this over your forefinger and your mm -hmm. thumb. So just take and put your, and then hold it down with your other three fingers back here. Put it in there, hold it like that, and now we're going to cast on. Pull it this way so you have a V kind of out over your third knuckle. And then I'm going to take the point of my needle and go down here 
underneath mm -hmm. and over on the what what my thumb is holding so underneath and over that piece of yarn now I'm going over here to the one that my forefinger is holding and pulling it through and there you have your second nice. cast on so let's do that again I'm putting my fing two fingers here holding it down pulling it through I'm going down under the far piece of yarn on my thumb over the top one in the middle over here to the forefinger mm -hmm. does that make sense yes and pulling it through and I'm just gonna put on I don't know ten of them I'm gonna do it again and I'm not pulling them too tight they are they can still move and so um, what you're going to see here is it's going to make this nice thick edge that's going to be the outside over here it's a little different that's usually the inside Does that makes sense mm -hmm. so you, it, it will look uh, you'll be able to see it more on more stitches so let's keep casting on casting on fingers just automatically go there and we're going under and over put your fingers in again like you are going to uh, do your first knot pull it this way under where the on your thumb over on the forefinger and you see how that's getting small on me and it wants to come up out of my hand so I need to do that longer but the, it, just out of habit yes. thinking I'm only going to do one stitch I just did it that short so let's see if I can get one more in there see it wants to pull out yeah that's okay okay so I have got if I was making a um, sweater or something this would be my outside edge and it's got two four six eight this would be my inside it's not quite as pretty and it's a little more chunky and so today all we're going to learn is the slip knot the cast on you know basically what you needed and then I'll show you how to knit so let's take this off that's what you don't want to have happen if you are <laughs> you know if you've got a lot of stitches on your needle okay so what I do and this is just um, I don't know why I do this but I just found that it works okay so what I like to do when I want to cast on quite a few is I look at that and I go a little over a foot I don't know how much that is in centimeters but I'm going to take that much yarn before I actually do my first cast on that will give me about 10 probably um, maybe more I'm going to do that again because I want to cast on more than 10 mm -hmm. and um, so we'll probably go out to here and then we put it over like we I showed you to do and under and uh, pull that through very nice okay let's do that one more time put the yarn over it does not matter if you've got the tail or what this is obviously attached and I'm going to bring up the one underneath this is uh, this is the tail it can be the tail or the one attached it doesn't matter 
and then I'm going to pull the one underneath up into the middle and just pull it through. Okay, and that is your first stitch. Okay, now let me get some on there like I was just showing you. Now you can make a dishcloth like this too. I have done a ton of them this way. Okay, so slow down here for you all and go up under and over. Under and over. Under the thumb, over the index finger. And how many do I have here? I'm just going to put about 20 or 30 on here. You just keep putting your fingers in the same position down underneath both pieces of yarn. Mm -hmm. And so um, you want to make sure, again, that that can move. I might be pulling mine a little tight, but I'll show you what <laughs> happens when that happens. If you've got it too tight, you will be frustrated with trying to get the next stitches to go onto the needle. So let's see how much that gets us. Twenty-five. Okay, I'm gonna go to thirty. Um, I suppose that would be a decent. Uh, that's not a good dishcloth, but that's a decent um, scarf. But you could go to thirty-five more here. And so what's gonna happen is your pattern once you start knitting will tell you how many to cast on. Um, now I would do for a dishcloth, if I was doing it this way, I would do 40. Do you want one like that? I'll just start making it. Sure, yeah. I'm going to do great. 10 more of these. We always need new dishcloths around always. here. <laughs> I forgot yeah, to and count. And I just want to say too, this is how you taught us. This is where we started. That's true. You know? And it is super easy for a beginner to get started making a dishcloth, yeah, um, or a scarf. Um, but this is where this is where we started. <laughs> as exactly. Kids. Yeah. In fact, you girls even made your own fancy little face cloths, yes. and we crocheted little ruffle on them. Yeah. And especially as you became teenagers, that became really <laughs> fun to that have was your fun. Own, yeah. It was to have your own. Um, facial cleansing things. Yes, it's very so important. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you picked a lot of variegated with purples and pinks, of I course, did. just like you favorite. always do. Yeah. So I think this is 40. Let me count this. And yep. Okay. Perfect. All right. So what you've got here now is um, the tail that you will do some tying in with when you're done. Okay, so now you have 40 stitches cast on and you need to turn your needle. Perfect. And so if you were doing a garment, say that this was the front of a vest or the front of a sweater or a cardigan or whatever, um, that or say you are even doing a sock, this will be the inside. Mm -hmm. You can always tell that by that look. Out here, it looks much neater. And uh, this, it just, um, 
is real pretty the way it lays it's down. A very nice finished edge there. Yeah, so this is always the inside. Okay, so we are going to get started um, on your first stitch. And as soon as you do your first stitch, you're knitting. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. Okay, so um, I was telling you about the tail. You want to keep this in front of you and try not to grab it because I have knit these in so many times and come to the end going, oh, I was not mm -hmm. paying attention. And that just happens because I wasn't paying attention <laughs> over the years. In fact, I've, I mean, I still do it. So you want to take uh, both needles and this is called continental knitting. I do not know how to pitch. I don't and, either. Yeah, this is uh, your Norwegian grandmother taught me a knit. She's yes. phenomenal. And um, I could not be more thankful for her and um, all she has taught me throughout my life. And uh, one of the things was knitting. And so what she started me out on was just a scarf for your dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> okay. And so there, I have nothing against any other way of knitting. You do you. However you like to knit. If you love continental knitting, then by all means, use that. Use what we're going to do here. If you yes. like English or uh, pitching, someone was calling it American knitting, and it's not American. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, the ladies that came from Europe and came from England, they brought with them their skills, what they did. And so everybody Absolutely. has a different way and everyone has learned from their mom or their grandma or their aunt or some people go and take a class. Mm -hmm. So here we go. There's going to be no pitching of the yarn around. I do not know how to do that. And if if you want to go and take a class and they teach you that, that's perfect. The, f the thing is, is you're knitting. So what you're going to do is take your right hand and I can also teach a left-handed knitter knit because yes. I can do both. So um, you will take and put your needle in to the left of this stitch, of every stitch, because we are just going to knit only. I'll teach you purl next time. And um, this is going to be called the garter stitch. And many cotton sweaters are made with this stitch. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So here we go. To the left, go in. And you're going to be holding the yarn attached to the ball over your index finger on your left hand. And this is your tensioner right there. Yep. So you will want to hold your tension in a comfortable manner. Um, you don't want to be all tight and you don't want to be too loose. So get comfortable with it. Get your tea and a cozy blanket if it's yes. cold out. And, <laughs> or, you know, if you've got a little one next to you, let them learn. We have a lot of friends that have little kids that, you know, enjoy watching what, and, and men do this too. Mm -hmm. So what mom or dad are doing. Okay. So it looks like it's getting too big there. Just pull it back down and, and take all the frustration and intimidation out of this. Just poke your needle in there <laughs> and, uh, Go under yep. the uh, yarn that you're holding um, your tension with and pull it. Let's see. That might not have been viewable very well. Just pull it and then pull it off. You have just knit your first stitch. That's so awesome. you're a knitter now. Okay. <laughs> so underneath, go over and under to pull the yarn through. To the left, underneath, 
And see, if that is like super tight, you're going to be really wrestling to get that in there. So that's why you want your cast on to not be too tight. To the left, over the top of the yarn you're holding, under, pull it through. To the left, over, under, and pull it through. I hope you all can see that really well to the left. Over, under, and pull it through. That's awesome. You have just knit six stitches. We're going to get a close-up view for you guys. Okay. Okay, I'm glad this happened here because that could look scary, and it's not. You're going to be able to tighten that back up. Um, and especially on a dishcloth, don't worry about it. When the stitches, when your, your cast-on stitches start to look like they're pulling apart, I'm going to show you why that's not scary. You're going to take this one. Look at it. It pulls it right back in. So go to the left, over, and under. And you see it pulled it all together. To the left, over, and under. That's awesome. To the left. And see now you are knitting. And so what you want to do is get in a rhythm. To the left, over, and under. And I'm just going to do the rest of this real quick. To the left, over, and under. And you just need to practice this. It's not, it's just not hard at all. To the left of that stitch, over and under, pull it through. And then if you need to scooch them up to get them to move a little easier, that's completely fine too. Um, and I'm holding them all with these fingers. You will use all your fingers, both hands, to get this done. Um, to the left, over and under. Nicely done. Mm -hmm. So simple. And on this, that's um, see it pulled apart again to the left, over and under. Okay, I'm going to take a little break here because my thumb is starting to <laughs> cramp. So <laughs> to the left, over and under. To the left, over and under. And if you have to have this up closer or kind of, um, I'm sitting at a little tiny desk. Normally I'm sitting on the couch or something or on a recliner. So get really comfortable. Okay, so what I didn't want to do is pull it through part of the yarn. This yarn is starting to split because it's old. And uh, I've had this, this is the last of a whole cone. <laughs> <laughs> so... So what's happening is when that pulls apart, it's just that this has, um, you know, I don't know why it does that. Under, over. I just don't want anyone to be frustrated by that because you're going to pull it all together as you knit each stitch. Generally, I mean, that happens with cotton. And it's not anything, sorry, I'm getting a... Uh, I felt like I had the yarn all caught. Okay, to the left, over and under. All right, we're almost to the end of our first row. You can now officially call yourself a knitter. <laughs> all right? Yay! Okay, and so you're gonna turn this around. 
you can see that that's kind of the inside it's not perfect and here is your first row of knitting that you did you cast on and you can cast on however many you want to practice and you did your first row and then you're just going to start all over again you just insert your needle to the left and I don't know it's just so natural for me after all these years I just instantly <laughs> hold it so I put the left needle in my hand and over my index finger goes the yarn and I just hold it down with and the needle with these three fingers so to the left over and under and what you can practice doing um, is just knitting just practice relaxing and uh, knitting each stitch uh, try to have some consistency if you have some really loose stitches and some really tight ones then you know that you need to probably just keep practicing and the more um, even that it looks the more you know that you're really getting it and the idea is not fast knitting it is accurate knitting because you want your things to look beautiful um, now I'm gonna on purpose drop a stitch and oh no I've dropped a <laughs> stitch right how in the world do I go back and get that well instead of um, getting frustrated just stop and very slowly knit backwards this is not complicated it's something that beginners really should learn to do and so go back in the stitch down in that you just knitted and pull it back in the meantime with your right hand hold on to the one that we on purpose dropped there it is and just put it back on if something like that happens to you and it goes all the way down and you are this only this far and it goes down to your cast on it will be very difficult to put back on so you may just want to take it out and start over remember you're only practicing and so to the left over and under but if you drop one like I just did on purpose and you don't know it for four or five inches um, that's a different video to show you how to do that <laughs> yeah. but if you just lose one right here it's not that big of a deal you can just um, unknit or backward knit is what I call it go down in that one you just knit it and put it back and then that will help you if you have lost one and, and it's just a real simple get it back if it's not a real simple get it back rather than be frustrated um, if you're only this far I would take it out and start again if you are too far I would stop what you're doing uh, grab a stitch holder or even a safety pin and um, take it to someone who knows how to pick up those stitches Absolutely. or watch a tutorial and we can yeah. show you that too I'm gonna do one more backward to get it that's how simple that is beginners need to know how to do that so that they can pick up any dropped stitches okay so let's go forward again to the left over and under and that's all you guys are going to be doing to the left Super over easy. and under 
This is called continental or Norwegian knitting. I suppose it could also be called Swedish knitting. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I'm pretty sure that's how people in Europe and their grandmas taught them to knit. And that's what they <laughs> brought with them when they came to America. To the left, over, and under. And, um, you know, it, it doesn't take years and years to get your tension right and to be comfortable. Um, just make sure that your hands are comfortable. Use lightweight needles. Your elbows and your, your joints will thank you forever. If you're using metal needles that are heavy, um, that, can, that can actually cause damage and, and cause a lot of pain. So I would definitely get the lightweight bamboo or wood needles and you don't have to invest a lot of money on all of this. So there you go. You've done two rows. That's awesome. And the garter stitch is kind of a chunky look. So um, it's just a dishcloth. But I will show you the other dishcloth. Guess what? I'm going to take this all out and do the other dishcloth. But that's what you do. And um, don't be afraid to take things out or be so anxious that, you know, you're unwilling to correct a mistake because it, you really want to have some beautiful uh, garments, things that you'll be proud to wear and um, things that really make you happy. And you want to do things as professionally as possible. Um, you'll be really proud of yourself for taking the time. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. So let's do that other one. Um, so this is a little bonus to what we we're talking about. So we've got it over our fingers again. Going to pull one under, over, and through. And all I need is one stitch to do this. So this is a super easy dishcloth. I know lots of people know how to do this already. Um, do I need one or two? I just did this. I think you need two. Right? Mm -hmm. You want to have this out front. Here's what's attached to the skein of yarn. And I'm going to teach you an extra stitch because it's really fun. All right, you want to knit one just like I showed you. To the left, over, and under. If you have to do this too many times and the yarn starts to slip or uh, uh, split, you want to just take your time with it. Okay, I'm going to do a yarn over, and it makes a pretty lacy edge. So here's my, I just uh, knit that, the first one. Now I'm going to do a yarn over and knit the next one. Nice. And it looks kind of funny at first, but now you have three <laughs> stitches instead of two. Let's do it again. So only knit with what is attached to your skein or the ball or your cake. Um, go to the left, over and under. To make this lacy open edge, you're going to yarn over. You're not knitting anything. You're just putting some yarn on there. And then to the left, over and under, to the left, over and under. And you keep doing that. You will watch this lacy edge emerge. So now you not only know how to knit a sti uh, stitch, you know how to do a yarn over and increase. <laughs> okay? And then you keep knitting. 
you'll be knitting all of those yarn overs. It'll just look like it's the most natural stitch ever. You won't have to worry about it. But as you uh, go up with the increases, you are starting with one or two and working your way up to 40. And then I'll show you the decreases next time. So you've learned a lot already. You have learned to cast on, you've learned to knit, and you've learned a yarn over. That's it's that awesome. simple. And then you knit the rest of those. To the left, over and under. To the left, there's your yarn over. It just looks like a stitch. To the left, over and under. To the left, over and under. And I'm going to do that for, I don't know, 40, however large you want it to be. But I'll probably go to 40. So to the left, over and under. Remember your yarn over. I'm increasing to the left. Now I've gone from one or two to two, four, six, seven. And you keep doing that and you can see this little lacy edge already beginning to emerge on either side. And what's going to happen is all of these in the middle are going to be knit like what I showed you to begin with. And I'll just do a couple more so you can see it take shape. Knit the first one, yarn over. And I, you know what, when you get really good at this, you'll be knitting a dishcloth in an hour. <laughs> That's how simple That's that is. <laughs> so, so simple. So let's do that again. Knit one, yarn over and then knit the rest of the row. And it's just going to get bigger and bigger until you have 40 stitches on there. Instead of casting on 40 stitches, I'm going to uh, increase by yarn overs until I have 40. So try this out. Go to the left, over, under, yarn over, Okay, and you see the ones in the middle are really starting to look like what you had cast on, but you have this pretty lacy edge all the way up. That's lovely. Yeah. So next time I will show you how to decrease and purl, if you want to purl. And that is called the stockinette stitch. But there are a lot of tutorials, and I'm sure people doing it a lot better than us, but I really wanted our friend Rebecca to realize how easy this is so that she and her daughter can learn to knit. And pretty soon, Rebecca, you're going to be making socks with all of the rest of us. <laughs> I am really excited about That's that. Awesome. So there you go. Um, you have learned today how to cast on. You've learned how to uh, knit. And you have learned a yarn over, how to increase one. And uh, you've learned how to continental, continental or Norwegian knit. You're now a knitter. How exciting. That's We're really awesome. proud of you. Okay. So there you go. That's it. Oh, and remember, <laughs> yeah, put these on or you are going to be sad if you <laughs> say you're halfway through and you don't have those on and the dog comes running by and grabs your knitting. So, you know, and these are 
dog magnets or cat magnets. Yes. So I've had that happen where they've taken the stitches right off. And these are meant to be a little more slick. So anyway, there you go. And I guess we didn't need the scissors today, did we? There you, that's it. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us today. If you have enjoyed this tutorial, make sure you hit that subscribe and like button so you don't miss out on future videos. You can also follow us on Instagram at Knitters International, visit our website at www.knittersinternational.com, and also listen to our podcast, the Knitters International Podcast, everywhere podcasts are streaming. <laughs>